Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. So, Chris, we're back for another week. Back going strong still. How you doing, man? 40 years long, 40 years strong. Just kidding, we ain't been doing this for 40 years. But we have been doing this for almost three years, and it's always a great time, man. Doing great. It's been a great week, and I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's another Monday. I'm excited for this week and what it's got in store. But we got a whole bunch of good stuff talking to you, um, this podcast. If you're new here, we appreciate you giving us a try, giving us a listen. Uh, but if you're returning, we got plenty of people returning from all around the world, man. We got international listeners. I know we got some Australia, Singapore out there in kind of the specific, uh, I almost said specific. Do you ever get caught up saying the word Pacific, like the Pacific Ocean? Yeah, it, my words run together sometimes. It happens, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's easy to be like the specific oceans. Like, which one is specific are you talking about? Anyways, uh, so over in the Pacific Ocean, we got them guys, man. We got a whole bunch of folks in Europe, Africa, all the different continents, man. How about here stateside? Of course, we always have Florida, Virginia, um, New York, Philadelphia, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Detroit, Michigan, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska. Uh, actually, it's some in New Mexico, some in Arizona, Washington, California, Oregon. And so it's, uh, as they say in the song, it's just another manic Monday. Is that how it goes? Is that how the song goes? I think so, but I guess what else I'm hearing is it could be tropical where you're listening. It could be the desert where you're listening. I don't know. We got a lot of place in between, but we really appreciate you guys for listening. So we're going to go into our first segment, which is our old-fashioned donut. And, Chris, that is a story from our past. In this case, you know, we've been talking about some characters, but this is kind of a character slash how would you describe this what we what we did for a political campaign we started our own political campaign this is an election year here in the united states if you are in um the world and different countries um i don't know if it's an election year for you guys or maybe you don't have elections i don't know uh different strokes for different folks but um so it is an election year for us so we mike and i we actually decided to spearhead a campaign, a presidential campaign for a write-in candidate. Now, this was back in 2008, uh, and we were 2000 and late. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's that's how, that's how a song, by the way. Um, and so Black Eyed Peas. The people that were running at the time was uh, Barack Obama and John McCain. I think I felt more this way than Mike. Micah did. We we also we also have to talk, Chris, about where it actually like came from, came from. Because yes, that's who the candidates ended up being. But when we very first talked about it, remember, it looked like the candidate was going to be Rudy Giuliani for the Republicans. It still looked like Obama for the Democrats, but it looked like Rudy Giuliani. And I remember being like Rudy Giuliani, and I don't know. You remember that we talked about Rudy Giuliani? It's just like yeah. I would have anybody besides Rudy Giuliani. You know who I remember running, to be honest with you, that was running for the Republicans? Who? It was Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a funny – I actually met him, uh, and he signed a book. I don't know where that book is, but, yeah, I actually met Mike Huckabee. Uh, Herman Cain, you remember Herman Cain? Oh, yeah. Isn't he dead now? I think he is. Um, John McCain. He was already pretty old. And there were – I think Chris Christie was running – 
Uh, Chris Christie always runs, but Chris Christie like just eventually ends up dropping out. I don't know what why he still keeps running. Wasn't Ron Paul one of them too? Wasn't like Ron Paul running at one point? Yeah, I, Ron I think, Paul always runs. I think it runs. was him too. Oh, and um, you know who else was running? Rick Santorum. Oh, yeah, Rick Santorum. And if you don't know what Santorum means, go ahead and look it up on Urban Dictionary. You're welcome. Um, and the poor guy, that was his last name. Uh, but but anyways, yeah, so th- this election was going on. And it, needless to say, Chris and I were kind of up on the election stuff for whatever reason. I mean, how old were we? I, I, I'm trying to think. Like middle school, right? Like middle school, early high school? Eighth, yeah, seventh, eighth grade. So it's like we were kind of, you know, into it, whatnot. And so it was like, man, really, there's nobody out there. Right. And so we need to find our candidate. And do you remember why we chose this person, Chris? Like before we say who it is, do you remember why we chose this person? I don't even remember. Being a middle school boy, I thought he was cool. And I think he just had an interesting life. And I don't know, man, I we would always just talk about different people's lives. And I think that was just the running joke at the time we had, we would rotate like different people. That was like a running joke. Um, that sounds really mean, (laughs) but, but we, we would just have like these running jokes with each other and nobody understand, understood them except for me and Micah. And we, it was just, we just had different inside jokes. And this person was part of our inside joke. And, I guess we thought he would be cool enough to be a presidential can- candidate. Well, and part to explain, too, I don't know. Chris and I's humor, most of the time, like you said, is just not understood by other people. So, like, even people in our families and stuff like that, if we told them the same joke, they'd be like, okay, I don't understand why that's funny. But just, like, different quirks about different people, like, I don't know, just different things are like, okay, yeah, that's kind of funny, or, like, falls into a stereotype or something. To give you an example of what our kind of humor is, and I know this was definitely what influenced Family Guy. We did like Family Guy, but the more I'm watching, like, Mel Brooks films, I'm realizing, you know what? That is my kind of humor, like Blazing Saddles yes. Yes. and Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and, like, every time and I, like, watch balls. that, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is definitely my kind of humor, but... It's a weird kind of humor, but anyway, sorry, that's a rabbit. rabbit it's it's, it's it's different, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so we started making this thing, but we decided to make the presidential candidate of our choice, Uncle Steve, Chris's Uncle Steve. Isn't that right, Chris? Yes, and we were serious about this. We 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 took this, and we. I mean, here's the thing, man. I don't know why Mike and I were like just bored teenagers, but we always decided to make our own fun or to create our own ideas. Um, and so we were like, you know what? We are going to make a presidential campaign for Uncle Steve. And I, I don't think we ever told Uncle Steve. I think he found out about it, but I don't think we ever told him like, hey, we want you to run for president or we're going to put your name as a writing candidate idea. Um, but we but no. Yeah. We spread the word, though. We spread the word. Yeah, we definitely spread the word. Um, we even had T-shirts made, uh, vote for Uncle Steve T-shirts. A lot of people thought, you know, oh, it was influenced by Napoleon Dynamite and vote for Pedro. Not really. That's what a lot of people thought, if you remember, Chris. I was just like, no, it's more of, uh, you know, get get some write-in votes and whatnot like that. And uh, <clears throat> I remember we had talked to our whole youth group and everything, and everybody know who knew, like, Uncle, you know, vote for Uncle Steve. There's a lot of people that would, like, walk up to us and be like, vote for Uncle Steve. It's just like, yeah. 
And uh, we even started a Facebook group for Vote for Uncle Steve, which is still up to this day. It is still up. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people at, at my school, or at least the people I talked to, they were, like, on board with this idea. Like, they liked it. Like, they were like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll vote for Uncle Steve. I don't know who that is, but I'll vote for Uncle Steve. Yeah, and there was um, there was even, like, adults. Because there was even adults that followed that page and everything. What did we get, like, 50 follows and likes and stuff like that back then? Or No, we got way more than that, dude. We got way more than that. We got almost 200. Almost 200. And for back then, that's pretty crazy when social media was pretty brand new. So uh, Brand new. You know, it makes me wonder, like, we'll never be able to find out, but I wonder who, like, if there was anybody that actually wrote in Uncle Steve. Because I know a lot of people that election year were not really happy with either choice. So I'm wondering if any of those 200 people that we influenced, at least what showed on social media, there was a lot more we probably, you know, that probably heard it. I wonder who actually wrote in Uncle Steve. We made the page. We put, I had a picture of me and my Uncle Steve. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna sound so cheesy. I had a picture of me and my uncle Steve that was the profile picture, and um, I remember Mike and I were admins on the page, and we would just post like as like talking like we were Uncle Steve, like Uncle Steve was talking to the people himself. Um, uncle Steve had nothing to do with this. Real Uncle Steve had nothing to do hey, with. He, he had his social media managers. He just didn't know. He just didn't know he had I social think media managers. I he did think it was kind of cool though cuz let me be honest with you at that point in my uncle Steve's life, he he didn't have a lot going for him. I mean, he had moved back in with uh my grandparents. He was going through a divorce. He was getting his kids every other weekend. I mean, I think Uncle Steve needed some wins to be honest with you at that point. You know, what if we carried him through? I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But like, what if we were part of the reason that was just like, you know what? Let's keep going strong for the presidential election. Because I, you know, even I remember, um, like after it was over with, and he didn't win. I remember even talking with him. It was just like tough loss. I was like, I'm sorry you didn't. Win. Like we actually expected him to win. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, Uncle Steve, 2012. That's when we were like, yeah. 2012, he's coming back, baby. He's coming back. But even if that, maybe he was just like, hey, there's at least two people that think I'm cool. <laughs> That's probably what I Yeah, mean. right. He's probably like, yeah, these teenagers think I'm cool, so I'm going to be cool. But let me tell you how how bored uh, and how delusional Mike and I were. So th- there was <laughs> yeah. this theme park that was in – it was technically in North Carolina, but it was like on the border of Tennessee – North Carolina and South Carolina. It was called Carowinds. And we were like, we're going to go to the highest roller. We're going to go on the highest roller coaster and we're going to shout vote for Uncle Steve from the rooftop so that three states can hear the word about Uncle Steve. Again, I don't know how delusional we were, but we did. Every roller coaster ride, we would shout vote for Uncle Steve. And we even wore our Uncle Steve t shirt. Yes, we did. We, we, listen, we, uh, we were some pretty good marketers back then. I don't I don't know. That was good stuff. I know this is kind of like taking uh like we've got some time. This is kind of like ta- taking a tangent thing. But do you remember when we created the character and it was after our our main pastor and his last name was Bowen and we called him the Bowenator? You know, I still and have we had that t-shirts t-shirt. made for him. Yes, I still have that t-shirt actually. I still have Do the... you really why did we come up with that? Uh, why did we come up with that okay. character for so, him? Like, he was like a superhero. Yeah, so again, being really bored in church, right? And 
<clears throat> this was our usher phase, and you know, if you've heard previous episodes, even just a few episodes back, we talked about being ushers and what that was like. Uh, this is when we were like up in the balcony area and kind of not seen, so we would sit there. And do you remember like the top balcony where we would sit was kind of like this back corner? Like it really wasn't. I don't know how to describe it. Like it was this kind of. Like, you couldn't really see. You could hear, but you couldn't really see. And in the seat backs of every pew was the little uh, ties and offering card where you can fill it out and say, okay, here's what, you know, department I want the money to go to and everything like that. So there was those. And I just remember one Sunday picking up that little card. And um, if you remember another story we told about a particular person getting kicked out of the church. <laughs> Um, we, oh, okay. like we, we started making stories about, you know, um, like the ridding of evil kind of thing. And like the, and like the pastor being like the ridding of evil kind of thing. I don't know how it started, but like, it started as him being a superhero. Then it grew into like a superhero. He was like a Batman kind of superhero. So I don't know if you could call him a super, like he had power he was a vigilante yeah. for justice yes he did he he drove a tank like i remember that was a mainstay like he would ride in a tank i don't know if you remember that i don't remember that that's the problem with mike and i we take we take people that we know and we turn them into like <laughs> characters of yeah, himself. We turn them into characters still to this day but i mean again we probably missed our calling in writing for tv and movies because uh we take real life characters and turn them into uh into <laughs> Funny characters. Uh, superhero pastors of vigilante justice, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was, but I still have the t shirt. Um, it's still held up to this day. And like, it's more of a work shirt now. Like, I don't wear it in public. But every time I would go out in public, actually, people would be like, who is the Boanator? And I'd have to like explain it. <laughs> That's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Micah still has clothes from. Uh, 10 years ago it's wild oh man 10 plus years ago in fact i just got rid of something that was from the seventh grade i think just just for everybody's awareness i haven't grown since the seventh grade i was already massive in the seventh grade um and so all the clothes that i had then um if it fit it's one of those things when you were growing so fast because chris will tell you like i grew pretty fast in a very short amount of time and so once i got up there it was kind of one of those things of I don't know. When you have clothes that fit, you hold on to it. And so now you, now I'm to the point where, you know, I'm a full-blown adult, married, you know, and everything else. And I still got clothes from seventh grade. I think your parental so units that. were so tired of buying you clothes every other week that they were like, okay, we're not buying you any more new clothes because you're – all right, you're this size for a while. All right, you're good. You know what? We're going to go on a small other tangent. And guess who got my hand-me-downs, you know – Chris and I are not Chris and I are not blood brothers, but we're we're pretty much brothers in any other facet. It's like my anything that didn't fit me anymore went to Chris and his brother Matthew. So like a lot of my clothes, yep, and went I'm to the him. older one. So yeah. let's put that into perspective for you. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Like I said, I grew fast, so I was I was a big kid pretty quick. It was wild. Well, sorry, we took a whole little rabbit trail, but back to Uncle Steve. <laughs> yes, we did. So yeah, the thing is though, like what what I didn't know or what i kind of knew what i didn't know is like the whole t the whole time we were doing the uncle steve campaign michael was also campaigning for obama too so <laughs> it was yes, kind of funny was. he was putting out signs and i think that was more of your parental unit that was like yeah we're gonna come campaign for obama and we're just 
you're just going along with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that should be something else we talk about at another point because, uh, you know, that was actually a very interesting experience campaigning for Obama in the middle of Georgia. That was that was an experience. Like, yeah, we, we could talk about that some other time. Chris wasn't there for, for that, but I'm kind of glad he wasn't because some of the stuff you saw was just like, woof. It's wild. And hear me, like, I'm not I'm not bashing Obama. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Like, it, it is kind of cool. Like, say what you will about Obama, but it is cool to have, like, lived through the first African-American president and to, like, watch that and be old enough to remember that. And that is kind of cool to, like, you always have that piece of history, which is kind of cool. So yeah, think about that. We'll be able to tell our kids and grandkids we remembered that and how much hate and everything is like. Show us your birth certificate. I remember they were telling us to show him his our his birth certificate and all this other stuff because they didn't believe he was born in the states and blah 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 blah. It's always something. It's like it's like Bill Clinton. It show me the paternity test. You know, <laughs> Obama. Yeah. It show me the birth certificate. Trump. It show me the taxes tax results right then show me the election results you know this sounds bad but it's like biden show me the ct scan results anyways um sorry (laughs) Uh, that's that's another that's another what fries my donuts about uh bush bush jr show me the breathalyzer test results i'm just kidding kidding. Sorry. That's great. Dude, well, that's another one. I know we, we keep on going, and we're going to finish this segment, I promise. But that's another era that was fun to live through was the Bush era. Um, there was so many things on TV that was just – even as a kid, you're going, what did he just say? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there was that time uh, he was in – I don't remember what Middle Eastern country he was in, but somebody – like someone like stood the, up and threw a shoe, threw the at, shoe him. at him. Yeah, I remember that. And he ducked, and he, and he avoided it. And, and he kind of just laughed memes. off. Or yeah. GIFs, GIFs yeah. whatever, however you say those. Yeah, but, it was uh, GIFs at the time. But I just remember he kind of like ducked it and smiled. And, or like not really like smiled, but just was like, okay. And then Secret Service took him out. It's like, dang. Um, anyways, all right. We can move on to our next segment, which is our, <laughs> sorry, our jelly donut, which is um, our jail report. So, Chris, what do you got for us with our jail report this week? Well, we're actually taking, speaking of uh, former president, we're actually taking a little bit of a detour, and we're going, in the words of a famous former president, you're fired. You're fired. Uh, we're going to talk about people that were fired in ridiculous ways. Oh, uh, man, I love these stories. Like, I don't love these stories, but listen, a lot of times uh, people get fired for some really stupid stuff, and it. uh yeah, anyways, go ahead, Chris. So this first one, this person says that they were told to wash the red truck in the car lot before uh, they closed. They worked at a car dealership, um, and the guy said there were no red trucks. Um, the boss said the boss had a fit that it didn't get done the next day, and that person was fired. He said, I guess I was supposed to know that the boss was red slash green colorblind. So the guy, the boss said, hey, go wash the red trucks in the parking lot. There were no red trucks, and he ended up getting fired. And I guess the guy thought that the green trucks were actually red, so he got fired because he was colorblind. Wow. Well, that's a that's a hard way to lose a job. And I think in training, somebody should let uh, let people know that the boss is colorblind. You know, this next one. Uh, this guy says his first job was at a barbecue restaurant. The owner's daughter was super attractive, so he asked her out to dinner in a movie, uh, and he said. He understood that her dad, the owner, was a strict Southern Baptist, so he made sure to ask the father when she was due home. 
the daughter said midnight, and he got her home by 11 p.m. just to be safe. Apparently, she was supposed to be back by 9 p.m., and that guy was fired the next day. So he was fired for uh, not getting her home on time, but he didn't know what the curfew was. And the daughter said midnight, but and he got her home by 11, but apparently it was 9 o'clock. Well, that's why you got to ask the dad, because uh, you never know what it's actually going to be. Sound like she was trying to be a wild child anyways. Yes, it does. All right, next one. Uh, this one says, my boss fired me for quote-unquote trying to do drugs um, when I asked to go get a Benadryl. This person said they had an allergic reaction at work and asked to go to the car to get their Benadryl. The boss said he didn't see the reaction and fired this person for quote-unquote trying to do drugs. If my throat wasn't swelling shut, I would have told them off. So they got fired for, uh, for trying to get allergy medicine. That's crazy. I don't know, man. It sounds like there's something else to that story. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. My my uh that didn't pass the smell test as they say. I was like, "Eh, I think there was more to that story." Yeah, cuz there's there's some listen, we've all worked retail. We talked about boot corral, right? We've definitely worked with some of those people that will do things over and over and over and then the day that they get fired, they're like, "See, they only fired me for this small reason, but really it was like a compounding deal." You know, maybe they stepped out of work a lot, like every day, and it was always something different. And then they're just like, finally, like, no, nah, I'm I'm tired of it, and it just happened to be something potentially. I don't know. Yeah, like uh, like uh, San Angelo who took a nap in his truck every day, and yeah, then he got fired for I think the littlest things. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly. Next one. Uh, this person says they were fired for hosting a Christmas party for their coworkers. It was a small. 40-person company event, and nothing was ever done to celebrate uh, Christmas. So this person decided to take it upon themselves to host a potluck. Everyone came except the boss. The boss said she felt it was not appropriate to socialize with quote-unquote the help, and she fired that person the next day. Okay, after. so I I do understand the whole, like, we shouldn't fraternize with um, subordinates and things like that, but honestly, that's more for... If they're having a house party, like you don't want to, as the boss, show up to to a house party or yeah, like listen, they're all going work. after work to go get drinks. Or, you know, like that's a little different, right? Like as their boss, maybe you shouldn't be doing that sort of thing. But you know, if it's if it's a Christmas party, I mean, companies have pr- Christmas parties. Like that's not, and they're put on by the bosses. Like it's supposed to be something to show, like, hey, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, that's what I said. I said if it was a holiday thing, I was like, I don't see it. But if it was like a regular party party, then I understand the validity of it. But yeah, it's like, anyways, all right. Let, this, let the Christmas this, parties live. This last one. All right. This person says that they were fired from a bartending job once because they refused to take shots with the owner's wife, who is also their manager. They say she got so mad, even though... Is that the owner from Country Nights? Yeah, it might be. Oh. Uh, They say she got so mad, even though I tried several times to tell her that I drove to work and couldn't drink. She'd respond with, why don't you like to drink with me? And then they got fired. I I applaud this bartender because they were like, hey, I'm not drinking on the job. And I, I respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to hold that line, especially when you're talking about the owner's wife. It sounds like she was definitely kind of belligerent, too. Like, it didn't sound like she was being nice about it. Yep, not at all. But that's all the you fired uh, stories that we have. That's crazy, today. though. I'm telling you, man, some of these people got some nerve. I'm telling you, they got some nerve firing 
folks for some really dumb reasons. Um, I don't know if I ever told you, but I almost got fired from a job and um, it was all because of somebody else's fault. Have you ever had something like that happen where it was like somebody else's fault, but they basically liked that other person and so they needed a scapegoat? Oh, yeah. Yep. I've heard that before. Got to hate those, but glad, uh, you know, it's it, crazy times out there, man. Crazy times. But we'll move to our next segment, which is the donut hole. Or, Chris, it's whatever you feel like doing. Most of the time we've been doing quizzes. Are we doing another quiz today? Oh, yes, we are, buddy. We are doing a quiz. How'd you know? Man, it was a lucky guess. Lucky guess, but hey, what's the quiz? Uh, So it's actually going to be Disney movie trivia. All right, let's see how I do on this one. Let's see how you do. Okay, uh, this first one, it, there's only two choices. Okay. Uh, the question is, which foot did Cinderella lose her slipper? The left foot or the right? Foot? It was the left foot, right? Yeah, you are correct. That is very true. Yeah. It is the left yeah. foot. All right. Question number two. Out of all the Disney movies, which of the title characters speaks the least? So, like the movie that has their name in the title, which of these characters speak the least? A. Alice from Wonderland. B, Dumbo, C, Pinocchio, or D, Snow White? Honestly, I thought you were going to say Pocahontas, and I would have said that. Uh, was it Snow White because she was sleeping? No, it's actually Dumbo. Dumbo doesn't say anything the whole time. Ah, that's true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's true. Number three, When You Wish Upon a Star, which is a theme song in every intro of a Disney, uh, of a Disney movie, so you know how they have the... Yeah, right. The intro at the beginning, that, that song is When You Wish Upon a Star, that song originated from what movie? A, Cinderella, B, Alice in Wonderland, C, Fantasia, or D, Pinocchio? Run through the options again. Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Fantasia, or Pinocchio? It wasn't Fantasia. I'm going to go Pinocchio. Yes, sir. That is correct. Yeah, the Number one I know it from is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. That works, too. That's the one I always think about it with. Anyways, go ahead. All right. Number four. Which Disney movie was the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture? A. Aladdin, B. The Little Mermaid, C. Beauty and the Beast, or D. Tarzan? Uh, was it Beauty and the Beast? It was. That is correct. Yeah, they they nominated. It was the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture, which is crazy. Yeah. Which Disney princess was the first to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? A. Cinderella. B, Snow White, C, Sleeping Beauty, or D, Ariel from The Little Mermaid? Cinderella. Actually, Snow White. Ah, and her seven dwarfs. But I bet they didn't, I bet they didn't get their recognition, did they? All right, which Disney princess does not marry into royalty? Ariel, Cinderella, Mulan, or Snow White? Wasn't it Mulan that doesn't? Yeah, it's Mulan. She marries that warrior guy. Yeah, the warrior guy. Yeah, he don't, she don't marry no prince. Let's get down to business. Okay, uh, next one. Next one. Which movie first featured the toy Barbie as a character? A, Toy Story 2, B, Aladdin, C, Beauty and the Beast, or D, The Incredible. It's Toy Story 2. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah. I All right, this one you may not know. It's kind of a later movie, but not too late. How many Piston Cups has Lightning McQueen won? A, 8, B, 10, C, 12, or D, 7? Wasn't it 8? It's actually 7. Ah, I, I have seen Cars and Cars 2, actually. 
Uh, it's just been a long time. Yeah, especially I've only the first seen cars. The first one. It's hard for me to really remember. I don't really remember that movie too much. Um, I think because I was getting like yeah, older, I wasn't. I think. Yeah, well, you gotta also think too. We were also kind of watching different things at the time. Um, but we were kind of older, but. I don't know. For me, Cars wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't a kid's movie that I was like, oh, yeah, I love this kid's movie. Who composed the music for The Lion King? A, Phil Collins, B, Billy Joel, C, Elton John, or D, Huey Lewis and the News? I know Phil Collins was Tarzan. It wasn't Phil Collins again, was it? No. What were the other options? Hold on. Billy Joel, Elton John, or Huey Lewis and the News? Was it Elton John? It was Elton John. Sir Elton John. Yeah. What was the first words that Mickey Mouse ever said on screen? A, oh boy, B, hot dog, C, yabba dabba do, or D, huh Oh boy. Actually, hot dog. Hot dog, huh? Oh, oh, oh boy, hot that dog. That was okay. Last one. Which mythological god is it, is the villain in Hercules? A. Zeus, B. Hermes, C. Poseidon, or D. Hades? It's Hades. Played by James Woods. Yeah, you know, that James movie is like Woods. so underrated. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. I, Hercules is a good one. There's a lot of like good jokes in there that like I love, a, and they're not adult jokes, but they they're like historical jokes that are hilarious. I love Danny DeVito's character in there. Oh yeah. But then again, I just like Danny DeVito in most most things. So yeah, I uh, I think Meg is my favorite Disney princess. Not gonna lie, bro. Oh yeah. Why you say that? Uh, I played the fifth. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You ready to move to the next one? Yeah, that's all of them, man. We're gonna move into. The next segment, which is, what fries my donut? <laughs> Micah, what fries your donuts, buddy? Man, I cannot stand <sighs> brown nosers or do-gooders. You know what I'm talking about, man. So I'm going to give you a prime example, and I went through this today. So I'm going to spare you the rest of the story, but pretty much we got we have to make this presentation for our boss's boss's boss. It's this really high, big deal, right? And there's this particular manager that it's not really my boss, but it's somebody you have to work with. And again, I'm going to let you know. And the environment that I'm in, it's too many chiefs, not enough Native Americans. You don't understand what I'm saying? I'm glad you said that politically correct. Yes. Yes. Anyways, I got corrected for that here lately about you can't say Indians anymore. Or another way to say is, uh, what is it? Too many cooks in the pot. Yeah, or yeah, too many, too many cooks, not enough sous chefs. You know, you need more folks chopping the onions. Anyways, so we're in this. We've been prepping for this meeting for I don't know how long, and it's been a little bit. It's really not that big of a deal, but everybody's been freaking out about it. So we get to the actual meeting, and this guy in particular. So the boss's boss's boss is there, and he made it very clear at the beginning of the presentation, okay, I'm going to save all of my questions till the end. I want you to run through this whole entire presentation. Like, what? just don't stop, right? Okay. And we were short on time because it's a big presentation, so they're like, just make it quick. All right. So we're running through the first slide. The first slide takes 20 minutes, and the reason being is because this – do good or goody two shoes. I want to brown note the boss who's just like, oh, oh yeah. What what do you think about this? What what do you think about this graph? Oh oh, doesn't this look good? Oh look at our metrics. Doesn't that look fantastic? And I, meanwhile, somebody else is presenting. This is not the guy who's presenting. Like this is he's somebody else. 
So like the guy who's presenting is like, and as you can see on this chart, we we exceeded this and this and this, and you know it was going through it like that, and he would pipe in, see see look how great we did on this one. See, isn't that fantastic? And was like wanting that instant gratification, and then. Once we got done with the slide, he was like, so I want to ask, like the the guy who is just brown nosing, he was like, I just want to ask, did we hit it on the money or is it just not up to your liking to the big boss and like made him explain it. And again, the boss goes, yeah, I think it looks fine. I appreciate all the information that was put together and we can move on. But please just continue. Hold all the questions to end. I kid you not. That guy did that every single slide cut you off cut you off cut everybody off and was just like so what do you think about this oh how does this look like isn't that great isn't that fantastic and then there was something else um at one point he, uh the boss says oh well i need you to this goody two-shoes guy um i need you to do an extra task for me and all this other stuff. And he's like, sure thing, boss, anything that you would ever want. I'll just blow it out of the water. He's one of those guys, right? And you're just like, dude, just just stop. It's like, why don't you just make out with them already? Yeah, I know, right? Why don't y'all just get a room? Because <laughs> it's just, it's just so bad, man. And I don't know what's worse, the fact that he does that or the fact that the boss, like, eats it up. I don't know what, what, what it is. That's the thing, bro. Like, people, I mean, it, it is kind of... Um, Again, like, there are people that, like, their ego to just be boosted up and stroked. And so, like, when you have people like that, they, uh, yeah, they they see that. They're like, oh, yeah, that's my way to promotion. And see, for me, I'm right the opposite, though. Like, you know, I am a boss. If one of my subordinates comes to me, um, and I've had to ask them to do this. So a lot of the people that are under me are contractors, right? And I have to make decisions of, okay, who's going to be hired full time for the company, right? And that's a big thing. And there's only a certain amount of slots that come every so often. And so a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll say, make me a presentation about yourself, right? See if they have, because normally that's the second interview, right? The first interview, you do the normal stuff. The second interview is present me yourself, who, who are you as a person? Because that will tell you a lot about, you know, you already kind of know who they are as an employee, right? But you also want to know long-term investment-wise, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can get into all that. But pretty much the people that come in there and have made their presentation, and their presentation is very not about themselves, but what they think I wanted to see from themselves. That's That's always a red flag for me. I don't know why. It's always a red flag for me. Just be yourself. It is a red flag, man, because those are the people that you can trust. I would rather you, like, tell me straight how it is. Like, again, I don't want people to be disrespectful. And if you have people that are just, like, belligerent and disrespectful, like, in your meetings, that's one thing. But, like, I want people to, like, be authentic and real because I guarantee you that brown noser guy, he'll probably be the first one to, like, behind closed doors talk bad about the boss. Like, I can guarantee oh, yeah. you he's, like, the first one to talk bad about the boss when no one's listening. And so those kind of people, those are snakes in the grass, man, and I don't want oh, and them anywhere near me. They're also the ones when you're in the trenches having to fight something, right, or you're having to really work on something and whatever. A, they'll be nowhere to be found. B, if they are anywhere to be around, they don't know what they're doing, right? And so they're of no use to you. And three, once you get done with whatever it is, this is definitely the kind of guy that would be like, see how great it is. Look what we accomplished. And it's like, you didn't do anything, right? So um, I guess all in all, 
those people just drive me nuts because they're all about their own recognition, not anybody else's. And most of the time, you know, on the back end, they didn't do anything to get that recognition either. Um, and now they're just brown nosing and uh, their nose, you know, looks like the city of Cleveland. Just joking. It's it's hear me. I don't I don't mean this any disrespectful to the military, but they're called they call it uh what's it called military busy yeah where you're yeah. just making yourself look look like you're busy or look like you're working but in reality like you're not doing a darn yeah thing. and in in my industry um they call that um being on meeting hold and what that means is you'll be in a meeting and people know what needs to be done most of the time people know what needs to be done in the first few seconds of what a meeting is right most meetings that you have can be done in the email if people would actually read them, right? The only reason you're having the meeting is because people don't do what they're supposed to do on that front. And so you're having this meeting. Most of the time, it could be wrapped up in three minutes. But what happens is you have these guys, like this brown noser guy, he is very much one to do this, to where they will sit on these meetings and they will just talk, 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 and they'll pretend like they don't know about what's going on or be like, oh, yeah, so about this, and you know full well, based on previous conversations you have, they have a full understanding of what's going on. And you're sitting here going, you're just wasting time. You're asking questions to waste time, right? And nobody's going to tell you you already know this information, right? Because if you're asking, you know, everybody's natural response is just going to answer the question. And if you meet that with questions and questions, before you know it, you're in a meeting for 30 minutes and it's a complete waste of time because everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing from the first place. And then when you get all the way down the line, that guy goes, okay, now I understand. That's great. I'm going to delegate this. And then he delegates it to somebody else and then it doesn't even matter. So it's, it's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Got to love it. Fries your donuts. Can't stand those kind of people. Man. I can't either. So be real. All the time. Even at your job. So, you ready to move on to the improv segment? Let's do it, man. All right, man. Our next segment is the mystery donut or our improv segment. So, Chris, we're doing the randomizer today. So, we are going to do um, profession and a location doing something. So, we're going to put all those three together. Sound good? Okay. Let's do it. So, the profession a pirate. I don't know if pirates a profession. Oh um, yeah, our. But so a pirate at the courthouse. Oh, interesting. Using a typewriter. Uh, nobody uses. People don't even know what a typewriter is anymore. Watering plants. Okay, so a pirate at the courthouse watering plants. All right. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Are you landlubbers? Has anybody seen the old watering can so that I may put moisture on this here plant? Hey, it's over here. The petunias are going dry. Do you see that they've been dry <laughs> since three or fortnight ago? When me and my mates, we were sailing the blimey seas. We were looking for the buried treasure, but we couldn't find one, for we had all the scarlet people. Why are you talking like that? Sounds like you got the rug. Maybe I am talking like what you say. I don't understand what you're saying. It sounds like you're Yoda, but a pirate. Aha, uh -huh. do you not see me eye patch and me peg leg? I am a pirate. What are you? I I'm just watering the plants. Arr, matey. We must duel to the death, because these here are my plants. Well draw your cutlass then. Arr, I shall I left me cutlass on me Jolly Roger. Oh <laughs> Jolly Roger? On the flag, huh? You left him on the flag. 
Um, Arwa, you better go get it from the flag. Aye, matey. That might be a little bit hard to do. Captain said that I must hoist myself up to the crow's nest. And there's a little problem. Your captain is a little scared of heights. Why are we still pirated? And... This here day and age of 2024, and watering outside of a courthouse. Aye, matey. Have you seen the inflation prices? If that's not pirated, I don't know what is. Aye, it's a racket. You have to have a part-time job and go out to sea. Yes, matey. We have to go out and work and work and work while the government comes, and they board our boats, and they shoot us with the cannon of the IRS and the tax dump. Last week, I was frisked by the Coast Guard. They took all my money. Aye, matey. I me heard that you like that kind of truth. We're not talking about that. That's a different subject. That's my third job. Well, matey, I must depart for my sea wenches calling. I need to go over to the Happy Pearl and have myself a grog. And that was our improv. I don't know how those two pirates uh, made it out, man, but uh, I, I like what he said. It's true. I mean, you know. The government is. Uh, you gotta have a second and third job with the way inflation's going. And they call me a pirate. Or you gotta have a podcast. Yeah, they call me a pirate. But like he said, the IRS, they're the pirates. Okay, man. <laughs> so, are you ready to move to our next segment? Let's move. All right. It's our eclip, which is our positive advice. So, Chris, what you got? Be careful what you ask for. Um, and... You can ask for things, but I found that when I'm praying, man, you got to be specific, right? Because here's – you do, you do. Because here's the thing. Like, you have to be ready for the things when you pray for them or expecting them or asking for them. They may not be um, in the way that you expect it, right? Um, so recently I was asking God for just more, like just to do more in my life and all that stuff. And I'm about to enter into a season where he is – doing more and putting a lot more on my plate and I know it's not more than I can handle but it's more than I'm used to handling and so it's definitely something that I'm going to need his help but like just be ready when you pray those prayers like be ready to step into um, what comes with that and that's not a bad thing but also too like also remember that like you're probably living some of the prayers and things that you've asked for like a couple of years ago like I'm thinking about it like the prayers that I prayed like a couple of years ago and realizing, Hey, like I'm kind of like walking those out and living in those right now. So that always helps you uh, keep perspective when things aren't going the way that you want them to go. And you're like, man, my life is like not growing the way that I want it to go. But just remember, like you're probably walking in some of the prayers that you've already prayed. And so, yep, that's my positive advice. Yeah. Sounds good, man. And you, you definitely are right. And one of the ones, I wouldn't say it's a mistake because, you know, no lesson that you learned is a mistake or anything like that. But I remember there was one time that I I had a season where I was like, God, I want more wisdom. Give me more wisdom. Don't be so arbitrary with things sometimes because, you know what that means? He's like, oh, I'll give you wisdom, all right. He's like, I'll, I'll put you through some stuff. And, I mean, it's good, but at the same time, be careful what you ask for. Definitely be careful what you ask for. All right. My positive advice is don't be afraid to fix the problems. So many times in life, it's really, really easy. And I'm going to use this example, right? I don't know why. Really small things are really easy to just let go as non-problems, okay? I have the cell phone charger, okay? And the cell phone charger at the end, it kind of split. 
and you know I wouldn't say the wires were exposed but like the outer shells of the wires were exposed more than you would want on a cell phone charger right and I'm not gonna lie to you I would plug in my phone plug in my phone plug in my phone and not even think about it right not even think about it for some odd reason when in the other room I have a box full of other chargers that I could just replace the cord. So finally today I replaced the cord and I thought to myself, why in the heck did I, did I not replace the cord beforehand? Well, that's a lot of kind of what happens in life, right? There are these little problems that go on and you think, oh, well, that's not really that big of a deal, right? It still works. It still works. It's just a little different. And you know that things might collapse on you or, you know, in this case, Either, you know, the best case scenario is the charger would go out, right? The worst case scenario is some sort of electric shock or starting some fire, right? That you're not supposed to, that you don't want to have. So the deal is just if you see those little problems, it's easy enough to nip them in the bud because a lot of times what will happen is later on down the road, um, there will be a big blow up or something that will happen. And then all of a sudden, like, what would have happened if it would have zapped my phone, right? That's a big lesson. That's an expensive lesson. All because I didn't replace the cord. So just remember, there are things in life where it's easy enough to replace them at the time versus having to do the hard lesson, the expensive lesson, or, you know, the painful lesson on the back end. It's true, man. You got to take care of those things right away, even if you don't want to. I'm the same way, but I hear you, man. Well, it's been a great show, and we... Uh... Had a good time. Um, it's been great. So tell them. Yeah, what we had us. pirates at a courthouse, and yeah, we had pirates at a courthouse, and all sorts of stuff. But man, we are over at Trash Can Network. Trash Can Network at Trash Can Network for uh, on YouTube, you know, Facebook, Instagram. It's all the same there. So go find us over there. Uh, we got plenty of aviation videos being pumped out all the time. Even sayings of words like word origin so if you're ever curious about that we did a donut hole on that a few weeks ago we're kind of putting out some short videos on that so if you want to go see that you know subscribe to the channel we're pumping that stuff out you'll see it pop up on your notifications if you subscribe so we really appreciate that same thing with social media facebook that sort of thing that way you can keep to, up to date on everything that we're doing come find us every monday and uh yeah man that's, that's all I got over here. Let's do it, man. Let's close it out. I'm ready to sign off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast.